welcome, welcome, welcome to The Sigma Show, episode 104. I'm your host, Sigma. Just before I let you know who we're, who is joining me this week, real quick, we'll go over what our topics will be. Uh, first up, there is a writer's strike currently happening. Uh, we'll dive into uh, maybe some of the reasons behind it, what shows might be affected by it, and kind of just our general thoughts about, you know, like the treatment of writers in, uh, you know, the... Uh, the arts in media, whatever you want to call it today. Mm-hmm. Um, and following that, um, last week saw the release of Redfall to uh, kind of scathing uh, criticism. Uh, mm-hmm. Phil Spencer uh, popped on the kind of funny X cast and did a very in-depth interview where he kind of uh, said a lot about the state of Xbox, the state of Redfall in particular, um, and a lot of kind of speculation and information has come out in kind of in response to that so we're also going to respond to it as we tend to do here because uh, we talk about the game news and here to join me in such speculation blue bones what's going on everybody this is the may but it's your boy blue bones blub zero nes i don't know what that means <laughs> it may oh oh it's shit to start, to start it's all right it's, it's not okay. for you man. it's all right yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> superman jeff Yep, yep. What's going on? Okay, Abba. <laughs> uh, and Yokina Cat. Since Blue is on your podcast today, I have to say my greeting like you always. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. herself in the house. <laughs> but welcome, everybody. Glad to have you back on the Sigma Show. Uh, as we tend to do, we'd like to get started. Uh, we, a little warm up, we like to call it, right? We talk about what we've been playing what we've been watching, uh, anything else of interest that you want to share with the group, have at it. I know we have some some spicy takes already because uh, the conversation kind of yeah. got started. That's spicy. Bit. So uh, I, I want to go last. Feel like they want to go first. I'll, I'll go first since I always I tend to let everyone else speak because I like to hear what everyone else says because I'm really not doing much. But I do have one question for you, Sigma. Uh, yeah, sure. How do you come up with your episode names? Oh, usually it's something that gets said over the course of the episode. Like if if I find it like just a, a strange turn of phrase or something that kind of encapsulates um, yeah. a bigger point, I'll like latch on to it. But mostly out of context, it's just hilarious. Like that's the main. <laughs> and, th- and that's what I figured because I was going through your list of, you know how you list all your episodes yes. that you've had thus far? Like I was going through them, I was like, these are some really interesting <laughs> Like, really like interesting the hope is games. that just the title alone will be like, what the hell will catch someone's about? attention? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I figured. But I was like, let me ask because I know like some people. There's like, um, like, uh, gener- like they have like, um, like you know, like a name generator. Like, oh, oh after, like, yeah, episode, yeah, they do that I've for like that. episodes too. So like, and that's why I was like, no, I think this is probably something Sigma probably heard or just yeah, a funny it's, phrase. It's, it's, usually, <laughs> it's more than likely a. a just a, a quote of like a single phrase that someone has said. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes it'll be something a little more all encompassing, but it's mostly just sh- dumbass shit people say. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> just real quick on that. I, I promise I'm gonna try and make these things quick. But back when we, we were on the last podcast, Jeff, we did a game and Jeff had quizzed <laughs> you and I. And I'm trying to remember, he did something so wild. He said something so wild that we made it the, the, the title, but it was just like a mispronunciation of, um, of something that we were going, it's like, 
Do you remember what I'm talking about? I, I do, because because oh Jeff actually God. does this quite a, quite often. Like he'll just <laughs> he'll just mispronounce the shit. I don't, I don't know if he's doing it on purpose or what. <laughs> but he says it so much, I feel like it's canon, and I'm just like, wait a second, hold on, <laughs> like double check. But anyway, I, I won't you know uh, divert anymore. But yeah, no, the, the, that, that stuff's been fun. I, I was just I was interested. Let's go. But as far as me, um, I haven't really been playing a lot. I've been. Uh, I've been studying um, for my um, my LSATs, my law entrance exams. Come through. So, um, yeah. Nice. So I decided to apply for law school. Oh, and awesome. then I'm also still looking into applying for a doctorate for my graduate um, degree in clinical psychology. So um, I kind of want to take my LSATs and my GREs and, you know, obviously not at once. I can't. That's just too much studying. But um I'm going to see if law school or graduate school for clinical psychology is going to be my next uh, route. So that's what my process is right now. Um, as far as video games, um, I really haven't been playing a lot over the last few months, except obviously Tekken. So, um, But how's that been going? Uh, like, I, I see you post clips every now and then on Twitter. Yeah, so um, it's been going TikTok really, really well. I am now in the red rank. So if anyone's familiar with the way Tekken works, um, <laughs> I, I am not. <laughs> um, the highest, the highest rank you can get is Tekken God Prime. So I am currently. I don't know if anyone in here watches Yu Yu Hakusho, but <laughs> there's actually a group of ranks in Tekken that's actually based off the four Saint Beasts in uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, yeah, no, the the Ayako, Saint Beasts is, Seriyu, is a thing. Suzaku. Like that's a real yeah, thing. yeah. So, yeah, so like the obviously in Yu Yu show they they have four Saint Beasts. So the that's what I associate it with as Yu Yu show. But um I'm currently in the red ring. So right now I actually just had a demotion match and I lost. So oh, um, no. yeah, I'm a Jimbu, which is the stone <laughs> beast. So okay. um yeah, so uh it's it's going okay, but once you get into once you start getting past like r- 19 dawn and 20 dawn it starts to get a little a little rough because people are just like clawing and scratching Um, sweaty so yeah it gets really sweaty i have a question for you uh yes in like those high high rank competitive things do you run into any sort of cheating like is that a problem in tekken at all or it can be and on pc like this is the only thing that i this is what i consider cheating so tekken came out with this thing uh it's called combo assist so for people that are new to Tekken, which I think is a great idea. Sorry, my laptop's about to die. Um, and I've died on you before during <laughs> mid-podcast <laughs> Sigma. Um, so Tekken has a, like a, it's called combo assist. So for people that are new to Tekken, they can literally just press like two buttons and it does a whole sequence for them. Like a whole, uh. like a whole combo set. So I consider like, once you get past a certain rank, I consider using combo assist cheating, but that's just me. Like, I kind of feel like if you're going to be, trying to play Tekken competitively, I don't really feel like you should rely on... It would be like um, the people that use Amos, the like the the bot stuff like in like Call of Duty oh, or uh, Apex Legends. Like the, yeah, the aim bots and stuff. So I kind of feel like I compare combo assist and Tekken as the same thing. But as far as on PC, people do things called... Um, I don't know what the, the appropriate term is, but basically they make their, their match lag on purpose. Oh, okay, so mm-hmm. like lag switching. Okay. Yeah, so people do that on. I have hit the switch, mom. I'm losing. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think that's really possible on. Maybe it is possible on PlayStation, but I know it happens on PC. So people will intentionally lag to, like, mess up their component. But the way that Tekken has kind of combated that 
is when you go into training, it actually gives you an option to like, if you're playing against someone with a really low connection, you can train to play with someone with a really low connection. So, mm. um, huh. and yeah, in practice mode, you can say like someone, let's say someone has like their delayed frames is like 15 delayed frames and that's basically dial up internet. So, Ooh. um, you in can practice. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, yeah. you know, and I try not, when it comes to that, when like when I play with people overseas, cause I know a lot, there's a lot of countries that their internet isn't sure. as reliable as yeah. it True. is in the U S so I don't really take offense to it because, I mean, they're working with what they got. And they're like, you know, a 22 or 23 done. And obviously, they made it work for themselves. So, yeah, um, yeah but you kind of come across it. I actually got accused of cheating for the first time like a week ago, like two weeks ago. Um, because I got a perfect on someone who was a higher rank than me. Yes. So, yeah. Mm, how did that feel? I know that was <laughs> it nice. It was good. I was like, okay, yeah. like, you know, I think that's, I can do soap. this. That's what that is. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then like, people I, take then time I, out of their day to find your name and then message you. It's yeah. Like, you're a cheater. You're a spammer. Um, X, Y, Z. I was like, okay, well, have a nice day. Like, good game. Like, what else do you want me to say? Um, but then it's as quick as you can feel good is as fast as you can get torn down again. Because I think the next day I lost, like, five matches in a row. So... <laughs> It you know it really is uh, an uphill an uphill climb but yeah so Tekken that's that's about it nice. and then um, TV shows Ooh. I haven't really been watching anything um, yeah I'm kind of boring I'm not, I'm no good for podcasts <laughs> or for TV like I'm just nonsense <laughs> <laughs> no I'm no good for it um, Tekken uh, I am you know. When I'm not at work or studying, I'm trying to play through Resident Evil Four, not the the remat, not the new one, but um, the re- HD remastered version. Right. Okay. But it scares me just the same, so I don't think it really makes. <laughs> I don't really think I need like emotional support. I have to be like in a chat with someone just talking. I can't play that by myself. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I have to have some type of human emotional support while I play it. But other than that, okay. Nothing. Nothing much. Nice. Um. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys wanted me to go first before we get into the bigger. All right, yeah, I can I can go first then. I get this stuff out of the way. Uh, yeah, I haven't been playing too much, uh, but I had I did dive back into Sifu real heavy uh, because I'd forgotten I'd been waiting anxiously for their arenas update, which basically was new content that just it's like kind of bespoke scenarios that let you like tr- like get high scores in it or whatever. Um, so I went and bought it on Xbox because it's out on Xbox now. Uh, loaded up the arena stuff, and I was very impressed with what they're doing in there because I thought it would just be like uh, kind of how like Batman Arkham had like a bunch of challenge rooms and stuff, just so you can continue to engage with that combat, which is really really fun. Sifu does the same thing, but like they put modifiers into it, and one of the coolest ones, um, well, most most of their scenes, or at least some of their scenes, are based on like famous movie scenes. Like they do one for uh, the Grandmaster, which is like that um, that like fifth. Ip Man movie uh, mm-hmm. and like that very very iconic cinematic scene where he's like he's wearing like the hat and like the long coat and he's like fighting next yeah. to the train station and like just pouring rain they simulate that like you have pouring rain and like the enemies are coming at him and he's in the outfit like he has the hat and the outfit on and whatever so it's just really fun and cool to like have a a wave based uh, high score thing just based on that scene uh, but that one was just kind of visually stunning right then they did a Matrix Reloaded scene like the iconic fight where you're up against like a bunch of Mr. Smiths, Agent Smiths. Mm-hmm. And like they had the character model basically be like a dude with shades in the suit and you're wearing like Neo's long black coat or whatever. And like they like they have two 
two lines of dudes just lined up and then the one Agent Smith in the middle and you're fighting that dude. As soon as you beat him, everyone else jumps to the fight. And then like they made it so that um, anytime you hold the block button, it actually activates slow motion. So like it it adds this both a cinematic and a mechanical aspect to the fight because there's so many people coming at you. The slow motion actually helps you see what's coming. Like if you there's there's no there's no limit to it. So as long as you're holding that button, everything's moving in slow motion. So you can dodge, you can choose to block. It doesn't mess up the timing a little bit if you're trying to parry your thing because you're like, oh, I want to parry right now, but I just slowed him down. So now when his attack hits, it's a little it's coming a little afterwards. But uh, man, it was so fun. Um, Koenig loves all It's funny how having a bunch of the same character models is a feature in movies and a cop out in games. <laughs> it's better understood in uh, in games, but like because this is playing homage specifically to a scene where like this is all just the same character. Like it, it works really really well. Um, I know they have a lot of other things because there's a, there's a lot. Like um, as you beat the earlier challenges, you. Um, it does like the kind of mobile game thing where like, oh, if you beat this score, you get like a, a star. You beat this score, you get a two stars. You beat this score, you get three stars. You need to collect a number of stars to unlock the later challenges. So like you have to start to replay and do better at some of the older ones if you want to unlock the final ones. So like I haven't seen everything that they have in there just yet. But so far I've been super impressed. And like Sifu is such a good game. Like it, it feels so great to play. Just having more of it is exactly what I wanted. Um, and so I do hope the next thing Slow Clap does is a full on, uh, honestly, it's, I want them to do a sequel, but I would love them to like dive into the past of that world and like have kind of an origin story for like all the mystical stuff and like the, the characters who you meet in the current one, like to see kind of either their masters or like the lineage of the items they had or whatever. Like I, I kind of want them to explore everything that has to do with like all the mm. mystical stuff and seafood. Cause like there's a really cool story in there that I feel like, um, doesn't get talked about a ton because the gameplay is king and it and it a hundred percent. Yeah, it like looks really good. I've seen a lot of it. Like that new arena mode you're talking about, is, it looks really good. Yeah, it's fun as hell. Uh, but that's pretty hey, much all I've been playing. Yes. Hey Sigma, I did say I forgot. I have been playing one game that I really really like. My friends got me into it. Uh -huh. Monster Hunter. Like I've been playing. Yeah. I, yes. <laughs> that's on yes. my list. We gonna talk about that. Yes. I got you. I got you. I got you. I've been, I am still like. It is definitely a game where you have to pay attention to like the tutorials because like if not you'll <laughs> be so wandering around aimlessly. So um, I've been playing with some friends in a in a group chat I've been a part of on uh, PlayStation for a while. So the blue we need to play together because I'm I think I'm finally through like all the like required like exit like you know the. All the solo village hub, yeah, yeah, uh, the, village yeah. Um, hub quests, yeah, yeah, I got the you. hub quests, yeah. I think I'm mm. finally through them, so let's go, um, boo. I really like that game. It is a lot are, of fun. Are you so. playing uh, Rise or World? Ice, Iceborne. Iceborne. Okay. Ice, okay. That's the Iceborne. Yeah. Expansion for World. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, a lot of fun. So, um, my friends were like, "Just buy the." I guess they had that was an expansion pack, but then when I had bought it, they did the the actual game and the expansion pack for like sixty bucks. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I went ahead and just um. Bought it. That was on I Game Pass for a while. Very, and then I very took it detailed. Off. And my rise is on Game Pass right now. Yeah, rise and Sunbreak is on Game Pass now. So like the expansion for mm -hmm. Rise, uh, is it not on Game Pass? Maybe they just. Launched. I think you have to. Yeah, yeah they launched it on Xbox. You got to pay for Sunbreak, oh, yeah, but so you just, can get the base uh, game, base game, Game Pass. But yeah, I'm like really enjoying it. Um, What's up? You know, adulting just sucks. Like. <laughs> I've noticed that my decline in in video games and anime and manga reading. It's just. 
it's not as much as it used to be. And um, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that um, once I get a, a more of a consistent schedule, because work keeps me pretty busy. So um, I'm hoping that um, I can get a little bit more consistent. But Lampy had a comment about my pop um, mm. collection. But actually, my my prized possession really isn't any of my pops. I have it right here. But this was a gift from a friend. He found Aww. the original. Aww. This came out when like Tekken 3 first came out. Um, and they that's when Ling Yu first came onto the Tekken scene. So they mm-hmm. had like all these like figures and stuff and they found this. So this is probably like my favorite, I guess, nice. collectible. Because that's your that's, that's your main in Tekken. That's my main since Tekken 3. So um <laughs> but yeah I'm sorry I didn't mean to interject. What up? I'm sorry. No, 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 no problem. <laughs> what up, Minyo? I always know it's you because it comes up blocked for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm around the chat saying, what's up, Jeff? What's up? Um, yeah, so uh, that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been uh, playing. But watching uh, Villain Saga, which I did not realize at the time, is releasing on Netflix weekly. Yeah, episode. episode yeah, so yeah. I, I caught up uh, for season two. And I yeah, I've in overall, I've been very down on it. Like, I think it's really slow. Um, it's a lot slower paced than that first season. That first season was just the second season is all about. Well, a hundred. Honestly, I feel like the first season also started kind of slow, but like it, it it does get interesting. Like it's it's a slow paced story, but the story builds um, in a mm-hmm. meaningful way that I was interested in, and then uh, it it does kind of get like real actiony. And then it starts to slow up a little towards the end, but the intrigue is there. It's like, oh, this has turned into like this situation with a bunch of different players. So I'm very intrigued and interested in like kind of what happens once they all get together or like how they play off of each other. So like I was I was fine with that. But two kind of resets everything. Um, mm-hmm. The situation, like they, they time skip a little bit. The situation is completely different than where it left, leaves off. And without spoiling anything, they, they take a, a very long time to reintroduce um, any of the elements that uh, they kind of cliffhangered at the end of the first season. So it's like, it, it took a long time for them to try and even tell you like, hey, this is still a thing that's happening in the show. And then once they do that, they jump back away from it to the slower paced stuff that you started with. And though that stuff starts to heat up a little bit uh, as to where it is right now, like definitely some stuff starts to pop off. They still, in the middle of the episode, take the time to go back and do like a very slow introspective story about a brand new character that you kind of just met a couple a couple episodes ago. Yeah. And it's like I I'm so much more interested in the characters I already knew and you're you've stalled their stories to like a complete halt for whatever reason. Yeah. And and it's hoping to keep you pulling until they start cuz they do eventually start to introduce some of those characters again, mm-hmm. but it's a little a little little bit later. Um, yeah, like they're, they're teasing it. Like they, they've literally yeah. said that those characters are supposed to be showing up to where all the all the quote unquote action is happening. But like once they get there, like I'm not convinced that anything of interest is going to happen because like they keep sort of pulling the rug out from under you as soon as you get just a little bit of the conflict that has that has are made you caught the show up? compelling. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm caught up right now. So like the newest episode uh, is out tomorrow. Okay, with with the reptilian. <laughs> with the reptilian. The last episode dealt with a, some reptilian. 
Like, no. You mean the, the character who's named after... The, I mean, I didn't want to say all that. I, was I, just mean, saying, I don't know how to say his name. If you picked spoiler. up on what I picked, I don't know. Maybe somebody really knows the character. Like, it's so ambiguous that yeah. he even put it into code. That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't see how saying the best name would I don't like the, I don't like to spoil you stuff. That's like when you told me Ed Sheeran was going to be on Game of Thrones. and that Oh, was he's still on that? Me. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's the only yes. character. Like, every, every, every new episode is just Ed Sheeran playing a new song. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but yeah so v- villain saga season two so far is kind of it's, it's been mostly disappointed like i'm still watching it because yeah i am intrigued as to see what happens next i've invested time into it at this point mm-hmm. i'm really not a fan of the weekly release like i, yeah. I thought i did not expect that when i started it so i'm like kind of stuck now <laughs> watching it week to week. i was surprised but yeah. i think that's it caught you off guard yeah that's i didn't happened. i did yeah. not expect that uh and yeah, honestly i don't, I don't know are there any other anime that's doing that because that i was i had no idea villain saga was yeah. doing that yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah crunchy so, like, roll so, all the time no not, yeah. not yeah. Crunchyroll. i mean on netflix specifically oh yeah yeah, yeah netflix does it they've done a couple but mm-hmm. that's to keep that viewer subscription going for as long as they can stretching mm. it out then they, uh, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they. Um, there's a couple that they release weekly, especially reality shows. They do weekly, but oh, anime. Sure. Um, I've seen it a couple times. How far have we come? Um, we were excited to wait for the next week, but now it's like I have to have the whole season now, or I have to have the. <laughs> yeah, like we've been you know, spoiled like, by on demand that, television. Yeah, like yeah. we were kids. It's because there's you know. so much content to consume. Mm-hmm. There's a whole bunch of content to consume, so there's a difference between like. I want this story now, and I have yeah. to wait for this story. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, because I, I don't that, mind that's a waiting. Big, that's a big conversation. But I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> wait on my terms, not on their terms. Right. That's all. I want to let a couple episodes build up and then go and watch. And like you know, <laughs> you, you know, now we can literally just push the search bar and type in exactly what we want to find. But then back in oh, the yeah. day, we had to wait to see what channel something was on. <laughs> yeah. And if you miss it, dang it, you got to wait for it to come back around again. And. <laughs> Or like inside the TV guide. I guess I'm showing my age now. Or uh, so, uh, <laughs> um, remember they had used to have yeah, a physical TV guide. Like it would just come. Yeah, 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 yeah. the physical one. Yeah. 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 Saturday. Yeah. Oh uh, snaps! Uh, Next week at seven thirty yeah. is gonna be that yeah. one show. <laughs> Family Matters, ABC Family Night. Like, well, that's, that's when they started show. doing like TGI Friday, where you knew. Where the shows and stuff up. are going to be, what was coming up? Prime time. Oh, yeah. Friday lineup or something like that. Yeah, um, Friday lineup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a little bit of a tangent, but I actually felt old the other day when I mentioned um, for that new Gendi Tartakovsky show, uh, like Eternal Warrior Unicorn something, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, it's Aaron now on Adult Swim. I was like, oh, I need to set my DVR to record it. It was like, you still got DVR? Oh, my lord! <laughs> Damn. Like I use Sling TV. And Sling TV has a DVR function, but like it's, mm. it's airing on network. Like it's an Adult Swim series. Like that's the only way I think I can. I think it'll come to HBO Max eventually. But like, usually, Cartoon Network usually has an archive of most of them. Does it? The yeah, that's the whole thing. So yeah, I mean, yeah I was, it's just the first thing I thought of was like, oh, if I if I want to catch this show so that I can have it all when it's done, I have this functionality. Let me DVR it. But like, yeah, that even that is like old school. But I was like, that's an interesting name. I was like, it sounds like a really bad acid trip. And then you said Adult Swim, and then it made total and complete sense. Yeah, I get like, it. well, it's, it's the right. creator of uh, Samurai Jack, and uh, he done he's done Primal. Oh, that's the one with the the. Okay, I know exactly what yeah, you're talking about. Like I, need very, I need to watch that. I need to watch that. Yeah, it's, it, it had a really really cool trailer, um, and I think it just premiered yeah. this past uh, weekend. So like, I feel like there's a lot of shows on Adult Swim when we when 
I, I think we're all within the same age group of each other, right? I'll just say it. I'm 33. Close so, enough. Yeah. yeah. Close enough. yeah so, um, <laughs> You're a young one here. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not. Okay. Um, I'm sorry that I'm not one step closer to my AARP card segment. My bad. Uh, <laughs> um, when Adult Swim was coming out, and there was stuff on there that I didn't even really, you know, get. Like, I remember, was it called Metalocalypse? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I yeah. really felt like there's a lot of shows that you literally have to be on something to understand it. Like, that makes no, no, that, sense that show, at all. That show like, was legit brilliant. As, as, as it, re- it really not, was, but I was... As very much not a metal fan, like, it's still a really good show. It, yeah, is. it is. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, when I was a kid, I didn't understand Aqua Teen Hunger Force, but <laughs> I think it's hilarious now. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Venture Brothers. Um, that was, was that one of my... Prison World. What was the name of that show? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Jail. Prison World. Super Jail. Super Jail was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that, one was that actually had a good story. That one Bro, was. That I actually watched. It. I believe yeah. you. I believe you. But I it watched was, it all the way through, much. and I was surprised. Yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. It was all about the like shock value of the gore. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? That's all it was. But then the story that the warden was going through was actually yeah. like intriguing i was surprised it was a really good story that's what um was that midnight uh midnight train uh, i couldn't finish midnight that gospel. one but i guess it was, it's, it was it was like a, a similar art style but like that's what that reminded me of because um super gel was I yeah i, I never finished that but yeah I, I did like the first uh two episodes i think i saw of uh midnight gospel that weird trippy podcasty yes <laughs> But um, but yeah. Uh, so my my final thing that I've been watching, uh, or that I finished, is Beef, which is the uh, Stephen yes, Yuan, yes. Ali Wong uh, drama about two people who get into a road rage incident and how it kind of just spirals their lives. Is that control. good? Do you like? Did you like it's it? It's really good. It's also very disturbing. Like by the by the end of it, um, it's like God damn, like god damn like that's kind of like the only <laughs> the only real response you have because like the, situ- <laughs> the situation escalates like by like at the very start like the road rage incident they have is already kind of like very over the top like it's very intense like from the from the jump but then like they're back and forth between them when they try to kind of just get back at the other one and how the toxicity of that anger that they're like um putting onto the other person is infecting their own life it's 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 so well done. Like you see it very slowly seep into you know, like their personal lives and then the lives of the people closest to them. And then like how everything just kind of comes to this catastrophic, catastrophic end. Like the the finale, like the the second to last, and then the last episode. It's like, wow. I hope oh, what was that? Oh, that was a donation noise. I'm sorry, that scared me. <laughs> oh my god, what happened? I'm, oh no! Thank you so much. Oh no! Sent in a donation. Much appreciated. Did that scare you that bad? It did. That's how rare we hear those here. <laughs> he said, "Oh, money! Oh my god! Oh, oh, oh no! Oh. <laughs> I hear that. Take it back." Uh, it no, what? Remind you of stripper days when they used to throw coins at you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I got the rolls five of pennies. On it. Throwing them nickels, baby. Throwing them nickels. We'll make it rain, Sigma. We'll make it rain. Make it hail, make it baby. Hail, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I dance through the pain. Yeah, baby. But uh, no. Like, that was very that was very poetic. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But no, but honestly, um, like it, it's so well done. Um, and I, I mentioned this before, but like it it has amazing music choices in the fact that like it'll it'll handpick songs that both like the tone of the song especially when it will come into the scene will feel a little awkward at first 
But like as the scene plays and then you hear the lyrics that the song is, is uh, like spitting at you, then mm. the melody starts to like, like it's it's so weird. I can't, it's hard to describe, but like it's this kind no. of weird synergy that after a while clicks. And like, no, it's like really, really good. Uh, Marty Marty calls it needle drops. <laughs> where mm. like, like the song kind of creeps in and then like, like maybe like What's, the beat will drop or like the lyrics will hit and like the situation that's happening as that happens is like, oh, this fits perfectly. Good sound of, design. You know, uh, we'll talk about it later, but Guardians of Galaxy does that as well. Mm. Like they'll yeah, play a right. song and like the scene will camouflage itself into the song and it starts to bring it out. Yeah. And this is yeah. kind of going into, you know, your next, your actual, one of your topics segments. So I won't go too much into it, but uh-huh. I just think that music is such, that is probably my favorite part of movies, to be honest. Mm. Like mm. just the way that a composer or a, um, the music consultant or the music producer on a, on a film, how they're able to match music with the setting of a scene or a situation. Um, and it kind of ties into what your topic is going to be. So I won't say too much, but like, for example, like Hans Zimmer is like one of my, obviously he's an extremely famous um, composer, mm-hmm. John Williams. Um, but Hans Zimmer has such a great way of like, even just composing music that just fits so perfectly with like you basically fill the scene through the music, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah, it, yeah 100%. It, it, the music helps you obviously in in a scene. Um, they're they're acting, but the music helps you feel more in the scene yourself, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense, or empathetic towards whatever the scene is, or whatever the feeling is they're trying to convey in that scene. So I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> I uh, per- perfectly put. <laughs> Uh, but but that pretty much wraps it up for me in terms of like what I've been watching and playing and stuff. Uh, so Blue Jeff, either you guys dive in. Go ahead, Jeff. I ain't been here in a while, so I got last. a little bit of long list. Okay. I got a long list, but I'm gonna try and you know run it. Go ahead. I'm gonna speed through mine. Um, playing first off, I've been playing um, Jedi Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, been enjoying that. Um, it's a great time to enjoy it. You know, uh, may the fourth be with you. Um, so I was this is the playing main. that. Watch that. Um, watching uh, Jedi Visions along with that is a, a, oh, a great two experience. Out. Yeah, it came out on the fourth. Oh, yep. I didn't realize. Okay, yeah. nice. Um, so I've been watching that and then going back and forth and playing. It. It's been it's, it's a really good experience. So basically, celebrating the fourth while enjoying some Star Wars. Um, lots of Fortnite. Uh, they got the uh, May the Fourth event going on as well. So they have uh, uh, um, lightsabers in there. You can pop in with a lightsaber. Uh, it's like little uh, Jedi and Sith holog- holo- holocrons throughout the map. And you find them. You press X on them. It takes you through like a little portal that does the cutaway. And then you'll come back out with a, uh, with a lightsaber um, holding left trigger blocks, uh, bullets and, and stuff. And then um, hold the left trigger and press the right trigger does a force throw. And then your right trigger does a je- um, lightsaber attacks. Um, they also added one of the blasters, um, in there from, um, I forgot which blaster it was though. Um, but they added the blaster, um, and they have a, a in season season pass. It's free. You just play, you do some stuff, you unlock some quests and you can uh, unlock a bunch of the, um, the clone troopers, clone troopers. And then the last one is, um, um, Darth Maul. You can unlock Darth Maul for the very for the, last the free one. battle pass thing. Yes. Okay. So you get like eleven thousand points you can unlock um Darth Maul. Um which is a lot of fun. I mean the lightsaber is so much fun. 
much I, I hear it's super overpowered, though. Oh, my God. It's so much. But, it, like, here's the thing. If two people have it and they're fighting each other, and it's not like, you know, it's pretty much, you can pretty much get one almost every match. It's not like, oh, there's only one on the map and you get it, and that's kind of, right, I think like that's that how they Thanos, did it with uh, the Infinity uh, Stones. Yeah, yeah. Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. But, no, this is like, there's a bunch of them throughout the map. You see the icon pop up, you head in there, you get in there. And there's ways to beat the lightsaber. You need some distance, you kind of catch them swinging, stuff like that. Um, but it's just so much fun. Like, I've won a couple of, um, got a couple of first places using that. And um, along with, like, the ODM gear. So you're swinging around, too. Yes, and so then you have hilarious. the lightsaber. Oh, my God. It's just Fortnite so much is such fun. such a clusterfuck. <laughs> it is. But it's, it's so brilliant in what it does. Like, I couldn't um, fully appreciate it before because I just hated the building. The building just, nothing gets on my nerves more than I'm shooting somebody and then I built the castle. And I'm like, ah, no, really? Yeah, now I got to get my siege troop. You got to wait. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Let's just. A lot of work for one kill. It is. Like, it is. It is. Like, I'm already I, fighting I, for my life. Like, I shouldn't have to fight a building, too. Like. Right. I got to break down your building. And, like, I'm not the best builder. I don't think... I think the only time I built was when we did the... Uh, I think it's actually was me and you in blue. We played the... Uh, when we actually played the game? Yeah. yeah when the like, game when it first, first dropped. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that was the only time I did building. I started out like, oh, no, this, this ain't for me. I just run around and shoot. But the lightsaber stuff is just so cool. So fun. Um, and if I had the added clone troopers, like, it just... It was just such a, a good fourth. A lot of Star Wars material to intake and enjoy. Um, Jedi Survivor's been a lot of fun. Um, Destiny, I won't go into that. I've been playing that as as usual. Um, played some Redfall, but we'll, we're going to be talking yeah, about that, that later. That, so yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Watching-wise, uh, I watch um, Star Wars Visions Season 2. Uh, really good as always. First season was really good. Just to see the different stories from different people in different ways is just was really really good. Um, I watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three last night, and oh man, woo! When we talk about music and 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 scenes and how they 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 complement each other and and amplify the other exponentially, like it was just so good. I think like. I, for one, had some misgivings. Like I, I thought I think James Gunn would do a great job. It was just me seeing how he would incorporate, not trying to apply the same formula from Guardians to everything, mm-hmm. um, and, and and that was a concern for me. But seeing Guardians three, it still had some Guardians in it, but it was just so many other beats, just so many other beats, um, where you had this these group of ragtag heroes and it just kind of slips slapstick comedy, some jokes some some of this, some of that, you know, but like it was so much more soul in there too. Like, mm. um, I, I can't go into it without spoiling any of So, but it was just so every character has such a satisfying, uh, story told about them in this, even if they didn't get as much time as another character, it was just so well, done um, i heard i'm sorry i'm, I'm sorry no, go ahead. no for sure i no. heard well what i've been seeing and like what people what well, friends that have gone to see it they said that it's like the best movie so far to come out of phase four like that's what I, that's what people are saying like that, that would make that sense because phase four has not been uh like one of the best it phases. hasn't <laughs> my, yeah. my, and i was talking to a friend about it last night because i honestly 
I did not go watch Quantumania because I, I was just, I heard it was just so disappointing. And Ant-Man is one of my favorite MCU Avengers. So I just didn't want to watch it because it probably just made me upset. And then mm. Doctor Strange was one of my favorite MCU Avengers and Multiverse of Madness, which you would think that that, if anything, that should have been the huge one because obviously it's introvers- introducing us to the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that was extremely disappointing. So I have not watched anything from Phase 4 other than No, um, no Way Home. That's the only MCU film that I've watched thus far. I, mean, I, I really like Wakanda um, forever, but some, some, uh, some folks were also yeah. down on that even. I so um, I and then as far as the shows, I've only watched WandaVision and Loki. And no, I've watched WandaVision, Loki, and The Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I have not watched Miss Marvel or She Hulk. Miss so, Marvel, I think you'll really enjoy. She Hulk She Hulk was good as well. It did have some 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 the ending to me I wasn't too keen on, but the beats throughout the series I felt like were okay. Um, a lot of people had issues with it because it was um breaking the fourth wall and kind of, you know, I, I'm sure everybody know had Megan Thee Stallion and people had a whole hoopla about that. Like, come on, like, cut it out. Like, like same, stop, stop. same same with like Lizzo and Jack Black. Hold on, yeah. Man. Like, people same go right. crazy. Like, seriously? Yeah. Like, she because was twerking they get on there. Yeah, they get to see their celebrities getting into something that they're passionate about and fitting No, I mean, like, people had to reverse. They People hated that. People were oh oh yeah I'm like you mean the racist people yeah you know you know I didn't <laughs> oh, want to say it okay. but, you know what I'm I thought Lizzo Why not say it I thought Lizzo and Jack Black looked really good I mean I didn't watch it but like there's like clips and scenes from like yeah, where they were just, they fit they look they would, fit very well why would well. Yeah. they, why fit very they well, fit? I thought you can have Jabba the Hutt uh, you can have like uh, some of these characters in there like you brought Bo Katan back like. It, there's no such thing as a norm character in Star Wars. You have mm-hmm. aliens, like you have everything. And like, so why would putting Jack Black in and Lizzo in an episode make any type of, you know, make any difference? You're like, how is that taking you out? It's not like they were dressed in like modern clothes or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, like people kill me with that. Like, there is no norm. It is sci-fi. You got like you got aliens and everything, and you're complaining about yeah. them putting people in like cut it out. You got a great seven foot She Hulk, and you're mad because they put <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion. Like, come on, cut it out. But I think you really enjoy uh, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel was a really good, <laughs> really good wholesome um, teen experience. Are you excited was... for the the Marvels movie after that? Yes, because that's the only reason why I, I never really cared for Miss Marvel. Uh, Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel, uh, Brie Thank Larson, you. but. The Kamala Khan, yeah, Kamala Khan and um, Spectre, Monica Rambeau, Mm -hmm. um, those are the two characters I actually care about seeing that. Like, you know, Captain Marvel, not not so much. Like, people made a big deal about that movie. I thought the movie was okay. No bad beats on it, It but people were making it, oh, it was the best. Like, I don't, I didn't, I didn't get that. I mean, it was good. I just look at one point, I see the matchup between her and Rogue. That's all I'm really wanting. And you might, but the road. introduction of mutants at some point. Yes, it's been hinted point. at so much. You so, just never know when. I just, I just want to, hum- I just wanted to get humbled a little bit, like, and I think maybe Ooh. necessarily it is isn't. She, is that what happens to her? Because I'm pretty sure she gets in a like a <laughs> permanent. <laughs> well, Ro, Ro, yeah, Ro, yeah, you remember that episode, right? if I if I'm remembering correctly, Rogue takes her powers in uh-huh. the comic. Mm-hmm. She takes Captain Moore's powers and she becomes like this depressed alcoholic. So, um, <laughs> in, in the X Men '97 series, not '97 series, X Men animated series, she took her powers when she was trying to stop them from stealing the plane or something. She touched her, put her in a coma, and she took her powers. And part of her psyche was 
came along with it, which at some point started to torment her and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah, it was real, real strange. But like, yeah. maybe it's maybe it's not necessarily Captain Marvel that I have a a dislike of it, but it's more so the actress. What, I, what did Brie Larson ever do? I think, I think it's, it's MV so, Adams. Come on now, MV Adams. I, think I mean, we didn't like MV so Adams, but for good reason. Well, but I that's just, a, that's not the actress's fault. I know. I'm just saying. And obviously, I don't know this woman. I don't know this woman better than you know. I know her as much as a can of paint. Like I don't like. I don't really. Obviously, I don't know her personally. But just based off of like her interviews, um, when she was doing her like her press tour for Captain mm. Marvel, um, it just she just had like this arrogance about her that I didn't really like. Um, and then you know, she had made a comment about. Oh, Captain Marvel's breaking the glass ceiling for women in the MCU, and I'm like, or in superhero movies, like Wonder Woman wasn't one of the biggest. Or yeah, one, but I mean, she's successful. on a Marvel press tour. She can't acknowledge. I don't care. I don't care. Tina. I do not Wonder care. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she was like, oh, I'm breaking the glass ceiling for like super women in superhero movies, not specifically even just Marvel, but just in general. Uh-huh. So I think it was more so of like her arrogance and then i just didn't like her in scott pilgrim i thought she was horrible i hated her character obviously so um that means she did a good job though she did she did no but i think it's more so i just don't like her for captain marvel sure okay that's maybe maybe Fair that's enough. what it is so yeah okay okay um but yeah uh that's where i was um yeah um watched the Guardians of the Galaxy 3, really, really good. Really enjoyed it. Um, definitely, I'm more in tune with seeing what James Gunn can bring to the DCU. Um, and hopefully, I'm I'm hopefully opt- optimistic about um, them doing a, a genuinely good Superman movie. And then you're doing Batman, Brave and the Bold. Um, yeah, I, I like that he's... The movies that he's suggesting for the next Batman and next Superman have other characters in it. Like it's not a, like the, this takes place later in their stories. Like when they have right, offspring right, and right. stuff, and not because you don't need to tell their origin, origin story. Yeah. yeah, but my only thing is, like I said, it's been reset so much. Even I'm losing some some optimism, but I'm <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm trying to say, why do we need a next Batman? Why do we need a next Superman movie? I mean, there are linchpins of that universe. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. And they are because at some point, even if you even if you do a bunch of movies with other characters, those characters are going to need to run into Superman and Batman at some point, right? And that's fine. But why do we need a whole other feature with these? Because the, like, have why you seen it? the why last Superman couple? The vocal point? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's, that's, that's why. literally my point. Why do we keep making more? <laughs> like, it's, it's dumb, bro. It's, it's the recognition. Dumb. It's like. There's a couple characters who, no matter what age most kids or adults are, they know. There's Superman, there's Batman, there's Spider-Man, there's Mario. You're just Mario. talking from our time period. Yeah, I just mean, like, even, like, kids now, like, I, my, my son loves yeah, Mario. because we like, taught them. No, I ain't, like, there's not even us teaching them, just so, them kind of... Yeah, like, my son kind of found Sonic on his own. I, I don't have any, like, Sonic propaganda in this house. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You say Wait, propaganda? Yeah, because like, what else, what else would you call? <laughs> you don't like Sonic. I don't feel a strong way, one way or the other, about Sonic, right? But I personally like. I don't have any Sonic games, any Sonic like artwork. I, like, I don't have mm-hmm. Sonic stuff that I would have passed to him. He found that because it's just popular for kids, right? And he latched onto it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, like I said, it's not, it's not teaching them. It's just stuff they come across. Like, I mean, I, oh, I like that. I like that. Even if you teach them, it, that's not something they're necessarily going to latch on to. Yeah. I, gonna, I, I, I've I, been it. trying to get my son into Pokemon because I think it's a cool thing for a little kid to be into. And I bought like, Pokemon nah. cards. He has not opened the pack. <laughs> yeah, the cards, bro. We're in 2023. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> and I, I just want to clarify. I wasn't necessarily saying, like, this is what our parents teach kids, right? Uh-huh. I'm just saying, as a society, this is what we're saying kids should consume. Superman, mm. Batman. No, you're mm-hmm. right. You're, you're yeah. 100% right. But the kids do make those choices themselves as to whether they're going to take it or not. Because, like, I've introduced a ton of stuff. And my son will be like, okay, I like Mario. But I also like this scary ass uh clown creature on youtube yeah, that I, keep, yeah, yeah I keep trying to like yeah, stop watching yeah, this shit. yeah yeah i sound like oh scary i'm like then stop watching it let's change no 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 <laughs> they're, kids are they like horror movies and stuff yeah not <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. watch it and uh, i think that's that's pretty much it all right cool how about right, you? Let's get ready for let's get ready for the all right, seminar. All right, all right. Let me just let me stretch out. real quick. All right, book. real quick. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you for having me on the show. For starters, I accidentally caught up on Bob's Burgers. It was the wildest thing in the world. It, it, it hurt my soul, but I love that show so, so, show. so much. It's I've learned so much about myself and kind of about a lot of about how the, the parent I want to be in the mm. future from watching Bob's Burgers. Like it, it's it's. Beautiful show. Do yourself a favor. Soothe your soul. Watch Bob's Burgers while you're cooking. Watch Bob's Burgers while you're just doing something. You're going to get a little gem for your soul. All right? That's chicken. What do they call it? Chicken soup for the soul? Um, okay. Akona yeah. all is asking, though, accidentally? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> that means that I was behind, right? And when I'm cooking, I throw on Bob's Burgers. And, I, and every time I need, like, a filler show, I'm like, okay, let's watch another Bob's Burger. Let's watch another one. And then it was like, there's no episodes left. And I was like, Ah. Oh crap! Oh crap! <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to how much I had left, and uh, yeah, uh, the latest one said new, so I think there's another one that's dropping this week. But yeah, now I'm caught up, and it's kind of weird for me. But um, here we go. Oh, opinion on Archer, real quick. Uh, Conan Gate loves all. Love Archer. Uh, I'm a huge Arrested Development fan, so Bob's Burgers, Archer, um, all the you know they have the similar voice actors and similar comedy styles. Love it, love it, love it all. I can't wait for the next season of Archer too. Yeah, I need to catch um. Is is it? I okay. I'm not gonna go too far into that. Let's, let's keep going. We got a long list. Um, <laughs> um, Severance. I watched Severance on Apple TV. A freaking amazing show. The I'm gonna have thing to watch it now. Me, yeah, it's girl, I'm gonna have I'm to gonna watch it. You, yeah, because oh, I keep oh seeing it. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm sorry, Okay. <laughs> no, no, you good. You good. Um, the only thing that scares me right now is that I heard rumors that there's uh, headbutting on the set of season two. And if they don't put out a season two, I'm gonna murder somebody. Um, <laughs> don't tell Stiller, me that. This is job. I, I'm trying to tell you. Ben Stiller. <laughs> ben Stiller does a really good job on this show. Um, as a uh, creator, uh, director, creator, I think, uh, producer, head producer. He's one of the showrunners. Yeah, he's one, he's of, one of the head showrunners. showrunners. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's been doing amazing. Adam Scott is the main. Um, uh, is the main character, but there are um, other amazing artists, uh, uh, actors. John Turturro. Um. Uh, um, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot his name. When I remember, I'll tell y'all. Um, but there, there's a couple more that are just amazing actors that show uh, what Severance is about. Severance is about the actual separation between your work life and your home life. 
Um, there's a chip that they put in your brain. And when you go to work, you're a whole different person. You cannot remember your outside life, your outie, oh, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're inside, all you know is the work. The work is mysterious and important, blah, blah, blah. It's a real out- good allegory for like what we do in our corporate job in the capitalistic world. Uh, and, and there's a lot of really cool stuff that go into it. But the whole thing is um, you show up eight o'clock in the morning, right? Cat is going to be you. You show up eight o'clock in the morning, you step through the door, right? The next thing you know, it's five o'clock and you're walking outside the door. Your job is done. You go home, you do whatever. And you didn't, don't think about work, your work life and, um, Life life yeah. is completely separate. It's almost two different people, almost. But on the inside, they show you in the show what they do on the inside. It's some weird stuff, almost cult-like. I'm not going to say anything else. It's a good show. Okay. The, the, the end of the first season is amazing. Yes, 100%. Text me when you do. Let's okay. talk about yeah. it. You know like what I'm the premise yeah. is super, super strong, and they do really cool stuff with it. Because like the, the concept itself lends itself to like debate and they have those debates in the show itself like it's yep. really good um do yourself a favor talk to your coworkers about it too craziest thing um okay <laughs> next succession oh my gosh i love succession it is such a wild ride uh, i love to hate the characters there's not one character that i like yeah. super 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 love um but i just hate them in different levels you know what i'm saying so uh <laughs> Succession is amazing. They just they're dropping another episode tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be on board. I think that's the only show I'm just like week to week waiting for um right now. Um Mandalorian season three finally caught up on that. Ooh. Amazing. I was very, very, very satisfied um with what they did. So much Mandalorian lore got put out and the mm-hmm. culture that was just that's what I think one of the big things that Star Wars has been missing. Um, without going too deep into it, uh, some of the big lore in the past was a three-way war between the Mandalorians, the Sith, and the Jedi. And you always hear about the Sith and Jedi, and you Mandalorians is kind of like a distant thing because they low-key got snuffed out, right? Um, But they on the rise again, and you get to see the the Hasidic ones and the New Age ones, um, <laughs> and it's it's really cool. <laughs> you know, you're okay. You you picking up what I'm putting down. So um, I love what they did with Mandalorian. I love how they tied in um, the other person that we didn't mention was Christopher Lloyd was in that same episode. I just remembered his name. Um, Doc Brown was in the same episode with Lizzo and Jack Black. Oh yeah, um, he was? yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah he like was. no one was talking about Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you see the screenshot like as a, a comment underneath the <laughs> Lizzo and Jack Black. <laughs> he was in that same ex- exact yeah. episode and he did amazing. I mm-hmm. loved what they did with all that. Um, okay, yeah. I have a lot of time at my new job to consume some content. I've been like, I'm not going to say reading, reading, but like manga, comics, and ebooks. I've been on it. Caught up on Jujutsu Kaisen. Caught up on Chainsaw Man. Um I've been listening, e-listening to the Scythe book series. I don't know if you guys know about that, Mm -mm. but Scythe is amazing. Real quick premise. um, It's in the far, far future where, um, you know how in Black Mirror, um, they always take one piece of technology and just like super evolve it. And then society's built around it, right? For this, it's the cloud. The cloud gains sentience and is actually a very, very, very good steward of the world. Um, It gets to the point where because it's able to collect and um, and organize information properly and utilize it uh, pretty much non-biasedly, mm-hmm. humans become immortal. They've 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 gained uh, 
enough, they've worked together enough, they put together enough technology, humans are immortal now. Now then you have the population control, right? Scythes are people designated to um, take out people to, you know, run down the population. So we don't Ooh. over, yeah, overpopulate. Now there's a lot of strict rules that go into it. It's accepted by society. And when I tell you the universe that's built is actually good it's the actual utopia that's what's cool about this book you see so many shows where you're like oh the thunder the the uh cloud's about to be evil you know yeah like, no it, that's like, not what this is it's always a visage of utopia exactly and a dark underbelly you're saying this is like, that's no, not that this is how it works it's an actual utopia that works it's the people that's the problem Always oh. though. <laughs> okay. And when I tell you, oh my gosh, it, it's it's so freaking cool. Um how this this cloud entity and the humans work together to um try to it, it's not even they call it mortal and post post-mortal time periods. When they talk about the mortal periods, they're talking about our times and right. they're talking about, oh, I don't know how people got anything done in like 80, 90 years. Yeah, I'm 200 <laughs> and I just started my dream. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, oh, it, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, um, just see, look, this, I've heard some rumors that um, uh, Steven Spielberg is actually looking at these books to start making films. I will be on those day one if yeah, that's probably that happens. the way I would consume that media because I don't. That reminds me of that. <laughs> you don't read. I, that, uh... I can't. Like I, I can't just sit down and and. and oh, I'm listening. Back or, I, I can't do audible, that either. Baby. Like I, I, tune I out love so to fast. read. Like I love I love, I love consuming stories. I I can't yeah. read them. No. In, no, I, I, I get it. Everyone consumes, you know, media differently. Like, you know, I like to read on paper. You like a visual or audio type of um, delivery. So everyone's different. But yeah, I, 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 I like the smell of books. Maybe that's mm, why I like the I see that. hard copy book with a, with a bind <laughs> and, a, and a nice, and a nice <laughs> place Crack holder. it open, right? Yeah. Mm. This, um, okay. Yeah, that all just to me. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a heart this is right. Kink shaming. All right. Anyway, um, let's go into... <laughs> <laughs> the next thing I've been reading is the or or it's called Ordeal. I keep on it the Ordeal. It's just called Ordeal. Mm. It's a um comic. Oh my gosh. I should have looked up the um author's name. I had it just the other day. Oh, actually I can look it up. Um it's a Caribbean Trinidadian um comic about people with superpowers are called Kimoyos and it's a lot of it's based in MMA. So there's some really cool fight scenes. The whole thing is um uh color illustrated there's really cool music to it it's a webtoon so you know webtoons are like that cross between uh animation it's yeah. like the halfway point between animation and comics right like a way just... of the house husband yeah, yeah. there you go mm -hmm. so as yeah. you're scrolling through you're feeling the action yo if if y'all trying to see something different as as dope as all the manga that we've been talking about and all that stuff check out ordeal on webtoon for free um, the guy's name is Brent E. Bristol, and he is a Trinidadian um, native too. So he's there's a lot of cool stuff. One of the really cool things that I love, I'm Jamaican, and uh, one of the things I love about the book that's said often is they say "chuh" all the time, which is a very like heavy uh, Caribbean. Like it's not even I don't even know how to say it, but it, it, it's it's something to almost dismiss or accentuate a point. Um, and they say it all throughout this comic, and it just really feels authentic to me. Sure. I really love 
what Ordeal has been doing. So definitely check that out, y'all. Um, okay. Nice. Now I'm going to talk about the very last thing <clears throat> that I did not consume on purpose. <laughs> Here's a Uno reverse for you. The D&D movie, I'm not going to watch that unless someone has pirated it. Okay. Okay. Unless I'm stealing money from that industry, <laughs> I'm not watching that one. So Blue, it open tell you protest why. of d yeah. the movie. D&D movie. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Why yes. is that? I'm curious. Thank you know. for asking, Kat. I, I didn't welcome. know you were going to ask. Um, my biggest thing, right? And and I know at first I was like, man, am I just gatekeeping? Am I just being I that just guy? About, I was just about to right? Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Exactly. All right, well. And and you know, should I just be should I just be happy that people are looking at D and D? I know where you're going, and I agree. With I you. thought about that, and I'm just like, at this point, no, because they're misrepresenting the spirit of D and D. Okay, D and D is a game about the player's story and the mm. player's choices, mm. and what the dice say. Those three elements make D and D not a movie. The actual D and D, not a movie. It makes actual D&D not a, 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 an anime series, not anything that you've seen before because it's all customized to you in the moment. Mm-hmm. Watching a movie is just throwing out the best things about what actual D&D is. Do you think- That's that exactly how I feel. Do you think I don't think that- been, I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead. sorry, Blue, go ahead. No, 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 no. I want to hear your question. What you got right. for me? Do you think it would have been- more like if they had done and obviously it's possible there's so many creative people obviously um writers mm-hmm. directors um segmentographers do you think they could have done it from like the perspective of people actually playing and it cross goes cross between like okay i'm let's say the four of us are playing D and i make a decision and then they pan to the actors that are doing what are based off of our decision do you think that's something that could have been done for example like i had to use well it's like it's a cute movie but for example um lego movie when obviously yeah. you, you realize that like you know will Farrow and his son are doing a i'm so glad crack, you brought that up the, the kraken like you know like in the yeah crack, like that same type of concept of we make the decisions i'm so on the board, glad you said that cat and then that is you see it played out with the actors and the cgi and all that other stuff yeah no that's definitely um the Lego movie was a much better... I, if they did that in that frame, that'd be a much better representation. Mm-hmm. D&D is about the players. Yeah. First and foremost. It's not about the story. It's about the players first and foremost. How it makes mm-hmm. the players feel. You know what I'm saying? The excitement when that natural one comes up. The nat, when the nat 20 comes up. When you just made a check, they're like, oh my God. Oof, I barely made that. That's what the hype of mm-hmm. D&D is about. If it's not that, we're just watching another Lord of the Rings. We're just watching another fantasy story that we've seen a million times before. But you guys are just throwing D and D on it because oh, nerds are cool now. Let's go Bazinga, uh, blah blah blah. Like get, uh, get out of here, bro. Get out of here. Uh, I don't know. That's why I put the Hollywood fat cats. Big Bang Theory, though. <laughs> Effectively, to me, it's the same. Ooh. Okay, so my take on it. Yeah, the movie was was good. It was a really good movie. Um, to his point, I will say that there wasn't much D and D about it besides like some elements, some monsters from D and D, and some classes. It could have had another name and been the same exact movie. Yeah, the, the yeah. name really didn't. That's exactly where I'm at. Blend to it besides, like I said, some some creatures, uh, some classes, and a couple of items. But like once again, it could have been a different name, and it wouldn't have made um. 
much of a different any other fantasy yeah. story. The I name think... was a big draw exactly to lean into that. But in on its own, it is a it's a pretty good movie. It's a funny movie. Uh it's very self-aware. Um the action was good. Um story was okay. Um but uh yeah, when you take out the story and the players, like just like you said, Jeff, it's, it's another just another fantasy movie. I it was yeah, it's a it's a good fantasy movie. The name could have been something else. It didn't necessarily have to be yep. Dungeons and Dragons, I, but it it was a good movie. I I do want to push back a little bit on this. I've not seen the movie yet. I've heard good things about it. Um, I am a relative newbie to the whole D and D thing. Like I do play regular game, but it is for work. Like I don't do it like in my free time, or whatever. Uh, but I have enjoyed my time doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what a movie like this says to me, especially like from the previews, is that um, it could reach a mainstream audience who doesn't have interest in D&D and pull them in. And from what, what I've heard, again, this is all secondhand, from what I've heard, it does have nods to the playing experience that folks who uh, are familiar with uh, the playing of the game could be like, oh, that's a reference to this thing that exists in the D&D world. Or like, oh, yeah, I've had a situation like this where this kind of out of nowhere situation happens. So like, it's, it's a little bit how all the movies nowadays are a little nostalgia baity. where like, they're just putting in things to like spark uh, a little serotonin hit in the viewer's brain. So like, I, I understand like, yeah, it's not representative of like what it is to play D and D as a movie, but to be fair, it is a movie. Like it's not a game. Like it's not a live role-playing experience. So like all they can do is kind of adapt it to that medium and the or not game, do it or i mean but like you, you're not gonna just not do it they're advertising think, for the game i think i think i can see both sides of it but i i kind of i have to side with glue on this one because mm-hmm. it seems like it's more like yeah you know it's a movie but at the same time it's like i look at dean this movie specifically kind of like a brand of you're paying for the brand not like it's a shoe you slap nike on it and then it's a nike shoe like this was like Jeff's like Jeff was saying, you know, they could have put any name on this movie and you wouldn't have known that it was a, dra- a Dungeons and Dragons reference. If I, if I, if I, if I'm making any sense with that. No, you're, no, no, yeah. Yeah. no and like, even with you're absolutely right. And even with the subtle um just like you were mentioning, Sig, the 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 uh subtle situations that players typically go through, right? The mainstream audience is not going to get that. So who is this for? People who already know or is it actually to bring in new players? Because if it's then, to bring in new players, tell them the actual I can experience. See, I can see tell them the actual experience. Too. Like, for example, going back to what you said, Blue, about did you feel like you were gatekeeping? Like, as someone who's, you know, as someone who's, you know, been raised on anime and, you know, <laughs> I lived in Japan and these are things that I just grew up loving to see, you know, people... Um, jumping along on the anime or manga train because it's popular or it's lucrative. Like part of me was thinking like, Oh my God, you can't do that. And I was like, wait, I have to step back a second. Say, so, you know, whatever can help new people come to something that I've loved to enjoy over, you know, the last 20 years of my life. That's really, that's really something wonderful. So I can see Sigma side of it too. Like someone may not know what Dungeons and Dragons is. and may not even have references in the movie, but simply just based off the the title and small little things they might walk into a, a game shop and say, hey, you know, I'm interested in getting into D&D, XYZ. So I can definitely yeah, see like both sides it, of it. Is, and, I, and I hear that. And I definitely thought about that. I definitely thought about that. 
what hurts me is that I feel it's a gross rep- misrepresentation of what yeah. D&D is. Yeah. That's what's what getting me. does it actually, like, I know I know you're using the words to accentuate, accentuate the point, but does it in a, any meaningful way actually hurt you? Because you, as a D&D fan, are playing the game. Like, would this movie make you feel less inclined to play the game? Like, are you like, oh, this... This is so egregious, like it sours my experience and my love for the game of D&D. Well, what it does do is when I talk to people about D&D, they're like, oh, like the movie? And I'm like, absolutely not. So it's no, personal, not like the movie. But, the, but, but I, I, well, I want you to why like, it hurt me. <laughs> like when, when you do respond that way, that's... Well, I mean, that's, it's not literally that. That's just, you know. No, but like, but like I, I feel like, and that's, like yeah, that's if, I was the one, if I was the one asking you, like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, so like that that movie I just watched, like that's what you guys are doing, and you're like, no, it's not like that at all. That would that would make me pull back. I'm like, oh, if it's if that's it's kind like of gate, ser- gate yeah, like that right? sounds gate. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Let me let me be clear. When I say no, absolutely not. Right. Mm. That's just my blues internal monologue. I'm not gonna shut you down like that. That's that's rude as hell. <laughs> okay? That's if I give it to my inner thoughts. Right. No, the actual response is it's a similar universe, but it's completely different mechanics. It's not exactly what you're thinking. That's what I'm gonna say. But the, but the the whole fact the the thing I think that this um, excels at is that it would make someone who would not have asked you that question ask you that question. And as a D and D fan, that has to give you points. You have to be like, oh, more people are interested in this this hobby that I love. Yeah, you know what? And I thought about that, and I feel like it's kind of like. Um, I feel like it's getting attention for the wrong reason and it's making the my my D&D evangelism even harder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to give people the right spirit cuz when I have talked to people about D&D before this movie come out, mm-hmm. uh comes I said, you know, hey look, this is a game where you make your own story. That's the biggest draw. You make your own story. This story revolves around you, your character, your motivations, all this, right? And then when they see this run of the mill Ranky dank, uh, uh, European based fantasy that we've seen a million years, you know, we, this mm-hmm. thing that we've seen yeah. over and over and over. And they're like, Oh, it's like that, right? I'm like, I'm trying to tell y'all, it doesn't have to be that. And that's the biggest problem with DD right now is that it's always looked like that. No, I, I get what you mean. Like, it's, it's been represented they're even as, reviewing, yeah, as terribly much more generic than it could be. And like yeah. not just generic, but it's like they even have they've been I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to Wizards of the Coast and a lot, we even talked about this on a podcast a while back, how they're revising some rules, they're talking about the open life, they're yeah, doing the a lot of revisions stuff, yeah. to mm-hmm, they're trying to update, right? To be more politically correct, because there was a lot of terribly racist and misogynistic things that was in there before, and, and among other things. So when I see again another European-based fantasy uh, world with a white male lead, I'm just like, okay, all right. Yeah, this is, and it kind of like going in. It feels like, like it sets us back. Like Lord of the Rings. And, and, and it's not just a male lead. I will say that. Like, it does have um, a couple of characters in there who are, you know, it's multicultural. I don't, I mean, what's his name? Justice, uh, Justice yeah. Smith? Yeah. Um, he's in there. Um, is that a dude of people. from... Uh, 
the hell is that? Bridgerton? The get down. The get yep. down. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's that's justice. Yeah, but like the that yeah. other like that real handsome dude from the Bridgerton Netflix series who is in it. Oh, you think he's oh, handsome? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that dude, yeah. I mean he's, he kind, of, he's kind of objectively handsome. I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really handsome. It's all right. <laughs> it's mama. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I wouldn't say um, no, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I will say once again, it is a good movie. Didn't the name didn't mean much. Even some references to D&D, that's all it was, um, as far as the name goes. But does the same thing happen? What was that movie? Onward? With the elves? Uh-huh. It had a, it had a lot of D&D uh, references in there, like spells and uh, g- gelatinous cube and stuff well, like that. Mm-hmm. It, it it did, but also it was like, this is that, but in the modern day, which was kind of a neat twist. It was like, imagine yeah, if this I'm just wasn't. Saying. In medieval times. It was like, I just really loved Onward. Going. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, like, I kind of liked Onward a lot, too, actually, yeah. I oh, you really did? liked Onward. Yeah. You, you never said you liked it before. What does that mean? Who cares? I'm just saying, you never said you liked it before. <laughs> like, well, I gotta tell time. you what I like. I feel like you're saying it for clout now. You're saying it for clicks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Please tell me who on the internet is giving me clout for my love of Onward. And I don't really see... Someone's just watching the Onward fan club like, what's Sigma gonna say today? Mm, okay, okay. I don't really see Onward the same way, Jeff. Like, when it had a, it, obviously, for people who have been obviously in this these hobbies when i watched onward that was like where automatically where my mind went like oh like dungeons and dragons oh yeah that, but, that was to my point but however like- but like the character chris pratt's character was so passionate about it like it kind of i don't see it the same as comparing it to like the uh wonder bread mm-hmm. dungeon dragon movie that just you know well it wasn't out. a wonder bread but when i said when i compared the two it's because i'm saying like you could have swapped the names and it could have been the same about about the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you wouldn't have had to change the story. You could have just swapped the names or something. And it, the story that they told had D and D elements, but you could have changed the name, and it wouldn't have done anything different to the movie. Or you know, oh, that's a weird name for that, or whatever it is. Um, I, I think they both. When I say when I compare the two, I'm just saying that they both have elements of D and D in there, and, and names of stuff and references to like spells and such, where one went by that name and the other one didn't, and it didn't take away from the story. But I get they're trying to bring attention to that brand, and they're trying to use the brand to to push the movie, and 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 the reverse having the characters Jennifer Rodriguez is in there, so they having the characters Michelle. push the brand. Yeah, Michelle, I'm sorry, where I got Jennifer from? Michelle Rodriguez is in there. They're having her push that as well. There's no coincidence that it's coming out now and Fascist Furious is coming out what, in like a month or so? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so they're trying to use the, the reverse. Characters push the, the name and the name pushes the characters and well, guess what? You might sell some D&D books. You might sell some D&D merch. Yeah, like, I, I kind of look at it as a, as a big advertisement, so I, I get why you feel like this isn't good enough right like for, for it like, is a good movie yeah, for like for I'm this thing that i i love and i i spend time with like this isn't good enough like i've not seen a super mario movie because i i kind of feel the same way like if but also i kind of don't i'm care just saying 500 billion dollars well that doesn't don't don't tell me like, you just numbers. hate you just hate illumination let's just call it what it is Let's not even dance around it. You don't like Illumination. You didn't like them when you heard it's they were not, doing the movie. I don't think I You I've didn't ever... like them before they were doing the movie. Yeah. Actually, oh, actually, Gru. Actually, I don't I like Gru. Ooh. That's you. It, that was you. That's what you sounded actually, like. Actually, I was on the podcast when right before, when they had released a trailer for Super Mario. Mm-hmm. I was on your podcast when we were all on here, mm-hmm. and you didn't have very much nice things to say Ooh, about, tell it, girl. Mm, say about Super you. Mario movie. However, I kind of side... I kind of I side with Sigma only to say because 
even though the movie's made what over, almost a billion dollars now. Yeah, like worldwide. it's a number one grossing like, anime. Like, that is old time. Like since when has that been? A, a metric of, of quality, like how much. How money do we judge movies by how much money to make? How you know we get enough? I know you. I know you actually Yes, yes. That is not a, is not a good way to judge if movies good or not. That's judging not a movie's popularity. I mean, for sure. No, I mean as far as the overall consensus. On the consensus how is well people spent money on it. That has nothing. Yeah, because they enjoyed it. That terminates. No, it doesn't. kind of translates. No, it does not. Do you know that you're going to enjoy it before you buy the ticket? No, let let me explain. Exactly. Exactly. No, no. First thing, most. Whether you watch that movie or not, most movies we see will have a let's say a really good opening weekend. Mm -hmm. The following weekend, once word gets out or reviews gets out, we see a a steep drop. That's usually how the Morbius had a second release because of how bad it was, Jeff. No, it was because of the meme. I'm not that ain't making that didn't make a lot of money. I'm talking about when there's an opening weekend. It had a second release because of how bad it is. What I'm trying to say that has nothing to do with an initial. Mm -hmm. The thing is right. The ticket sales just shows how many people showed up to watch it. It has right. nothing to do with the quality. And what was the ticket sales and for Mobius? Because if you're comparing that to that, Mobius had horrible no. ticket sales. What I'm saying is it's popularity that moves the box office. It's not the quality of the film. That's what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying is they, it's, a co- uh, it's a direct correlation. When you ha- And you can look it up. There's numbers to prove it. Anytime there's a, really, there's a movie comes out, even if it's highly publicized, it's a really good movie, everybody goes and see it. Mm-hmm. That's usually, uh, let's say, Doctor Strange. A really big first weekend. Once word got out and people didn't enjoy it, that second weekend saw a steep drop. And, and that's that, usually and, how it is. And that is word true. of mouth gets out. That is true. But here's here's an entirely different point that I want to bring to the light here. The difference in popularity between something like Mario and like mm. literally anything else in terms of pop culture <laughs> is night and day. <laughs> if you it put, didn't make a billion, we would be surprised. Like honestly, We'd be actually very surprised. Like Super, Super Mario is one ride. of the most recognizable fictional things in existence. Period. From one of the yeah. most Period. popular, stable of recognizable popular things ever. Like this is Nintendo's mascots movie. It was always going to do well. It doesn't so matter. What about the what reviews? The hell they put on screen. What Nintendo about the reviews? Crap on a regular basis, and people. Buy it. Well, let's just be real. Now, if there was no predetermined bias before, then I would I would kind of take your excuse, no, listen. Uh, Casey. No, no. But you didn't like Illumination. Listen, I've been I, talking to you listen, for years. Listen, listen. How long have I been I knowing you for even, a couple years listen, now? I never even watched the movie, so I'm not talking about the quality of the movie. I never even went to watch it. You don't right? like the studio. Tell me. But there's a reason for that, because I've seen stuff they've done. Like, that's how you yeah. form an opinion on stuff. Yeah, but you can't base that opinion. That's like people talk about, oh, well, this is going to take us into the Redfall thing. Um, <laughs> it's like, no. um, you can't judge your opinion off the past one or two movies you've seen and just label, oh, Mario's not going to be good because Illumination is doing it. You got to, you See, can't I, now just, you're, now, you have, now, now you're putting words in my mouth. I said no. I I'm putting them, I'm putting them where I got them from. It's like when you get one of those things where you draw the dotted lines. Your words said that. I'm just tracing back over them again. I don't. I don't have a <laughs> solid opinion on the Mario movie because I have not okay. watched it. Like okay, I just okay, I haven't fair. seen it. That's what I have an opinion on is Illumination as a studio because they have in the past for every movie that I've seen, with the exception of like maybe Sing, they have been bad movies. Like they don't what know how to seen? write a story. What have you seen? I've seen uh, Secret Life of Pets. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't keep going down this list. Don't listen to his bait. Bro. I love Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets was a good movie. No, it wasn't. But his, it was a but, good movie. But the the point is, the point I was uh-huh. making is the the amount of money that a thing makes based on its popularity, based on word of mouth, based on the masses like appeal to a thing 
is not necessarily representative of its quality. So because there have been a lot of movies that have come to theaters yep. and done very Sleepers. poorly. Yeah. Sleepers. And then have over the tail over time, like more people actually heard about it and have become like cinema. They become cult class. Those right. are different. That's different. Why it wasn't no, popular. People that's, didn't no, like it's it the the, situation. No, the it's majority not. of the people didn't like it at the time. That's literally what Oh my God. Okay. That's, exactly that's when what something becomes a cult classic. You said there's there's when when a movie comes out, if people like it, it's gonna go word of mouth. Then the people don't see it the following weekend. Nine the times out of ten. Those yeah. are the exceptions. There are exceptions. When people when movies come out, love was out. One movie was uh The Nightmare Before Christmas. People did not like it when it first came out. So it did bad. It did poorly in the box office. Opinions Does that change. Mean it was a bad movie? No, Let no, me finish. Let me finish. Don't movie? interrupt me. Let me finish. Go ahead. Opinion, <laughs> uh, opinions change because of people who started seeing the movie. Different people. I people who saw the movie before their their opinion didn't change in the movie. I disagree. People, it reached another audience who saw different things in that movie, and then it became popular. It not being popular when it came out. Doesn't change the fact that it wasn't popular when it I, came out and it didn't I, make money. I think that's it becoming popular later when it comes out. It comes out of theater. So explain what happened. What I feel like. Can I respond to what he's? Hold on, hold on one second. Because I, I feel like the assumption here is that the same people who saw mm -hmm. and disliked that movie later on decided that they did like that movie, and I don't. That's not that's my assumption. Happened. That's not. That's not what I said. I said that's, the that's what I'm hearing. Okay. Go ahead. No, the people. Clear, clear I'm saying it reached a different audience. Mm -hmm. So a different audience and reach a different audience. The people who didn't like it didn't like it when it came out. Mm -hmm. Whatever whatever generation that was, the older people they didn't like that movie. They didn't like how dark it was. They didn't like blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. uh, it reached another audience who were into to, to some of that type of stuff who then liked it, and that's why it became a cult classic. Well, that's not, it, that's a cult classic, right? Right. But then there, there so anytime something there, there are movies. anytime something isn't like that first, mm -hmm. it isn't like when it, it isn't received well when it comes out at first, and then later our appreciation forms for it that's completely different than a movie coming out and being absolutely popular across the board i don't agree with that but go ahead yeah Blue. okay, okay. So give me let an me, example me give me an now. example let me say some no let me say something now all right mm -hmm. when nightmare before christmas came out was it a bad movie to people who watched it no no i'm not asking bro i, I, well, I didn't watch it when it first came out i wasn't i was i'm not I was talking about when it first came I didn't out see it. you I'm just asked about... me that you said when it first came out was it a bad movie that's what you was said it a bad movie jeff have you seen it in my opinion no. No, no, no. I'm talking about been... is it the same movie that you watched today? Which I didn't watch it when it first came out. I'm talking about today. If you watch that movie today, is it gonna be the same movie that so it when... was when it first came out? Yes, but it has nothing to do with okay. I didn't I wasn't no, the one who judged it when it came now. out. Let me because yeah. right? you, yours so, isn't making any sense to what I said. Well, because I haven't yeah, finished talking. Yeah, let that's let pretty finish, much why. If you want to listen, then you can hear. All right. So in 2023, the Nightmare mm -hmm. Before Christmas, we think is a good movie, right? Right. General consensus. We can agree yes. on that right here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. Back when it came out, was it the same movie back then? Correct. Yes, it would have okay. been the same movie. What does that have? What does ticket sales have to do with any of that? Once again, it wasn't where it was seen back then. People didn't like it back then. So your, your, point, is the your point is null and void. Your point is null and void. The movie didn't change. The people, the people watching it changed. But again, I'm talking yeah, about the quality the, the of the point, movie. Jeff, yeah. is the, that's the not what I said. Spent on it because you're because you're saying there's, you're saying there's a correlation between the amount of money spent and the quality. I didn't say the money spent. Okay, I said the the amount of clarify this point because I'm not let's make this a very let's make this very plain and simple. When the movie came out, it didn't make money because people didn't like it. 
the same movie watched by a different audience was liked. Now, that's why it's a cult classic. It wasn't liked then. People, same thing like Toxic Avengers. People didn't like that movie when it came out, but it fall, it's a cult classic now because some people watched it, a different audience who is into that type of thing watched it now, and now it's a cult classic, and now it's a good movie. So it's you're not saying, the same thing as, let's say, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home comes out and it's universally well-received. Anybody no, who pretty no, much watched it... was not universally well-received, though. I mean, no, no Way Home. Was that the last one? That's Oof. the last Spider-Man one, yeah. Yes, that was universally well-received. That's not true. I hate Stop that. Saying that. Check, that is check not the true reviews. All, you want to check the reviews? You want to check the reviews? Do you know what Cass You want to check the reviews? Jeff, do you yes, know that means that pretty much anybody who watched it, for the most part, liked the movie. Because Blue is that in your face terrible. right now telling you that it's Blue, does, Blue doesn't count. <laughs> if I'm being honest, Blue is negative about almost every movie he watches. Hold on, hold on, Cat, please please say your piece. Blue's oh, the most negative oh. almost every comic book movie he sees. I don't really... Shut up, bro. She's talking. <laughs> don't tell me to shut up. Watch yourself. Okay. I All right. Watch yourself. Please stop talking. Please Watch stop yourself. talking. Guys, rein it in. Watch yourself. <laughs> let, 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 let Kat get a word in edgewise. I... And this is just my personal take when it comes to ticket sales and and the the quality of a movie. I think that, you know, obviously the interest is obviously there. Like, Sigma and Blue said Super Mario is the most recognizable, I think, in any type of media, the most recognizable character on this planet, whether it's video games, music, movies like, you know, I bet you if you put a, um, you know, a list of actors with their pictures next to it and you put Super Mario and his character, they're going to know who Super Mario is before they know any of those actors. If, that, if I'm making any sense. When no, I say yeah, that. it's just so like straight up popularity. Yeah, it, yeah it's just it's Super Mario. Um when it comes to the ticket sales, for me personally, I don't I don't necessarily think that ticket sales correlate to the quality of a movie and popularity doesn't necessarily correlate to the quality of a movie. So, you know, you can have a really popular movie. Yeah, for example, y'all know how I feel about Dragon Ball Z. I love the manga. Do not like the anime simply because I don't think I just don't like it. I specifically don't like the fanboys, but that's another story. Um, I there's for me there's no correlation between popularity, quality, and ticket sales. These are those are all separate things. Um, how does a movie judge? How does a movie judge if it's successful or not? We're not talking about. I'm, I'm just answering answer the question for me. No, if you don't mind. no, no. Let me finish. Just because something is successful doesn't mean it's quality. Like that—that's nothing. A studio no, determines that, 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 that has, how that has, popular that has, movie that has, are is how much money it makes and how successful it was. You're, no, that's you're, how you're, a studio judges it. That's, that's not how a studio judges it. But Jeff, yes, is that, that the question wrong? that we're yeah. asking you? No, we were talking about uh, Mario movie and the quality of it. We were talking about, and you were saying that it's—it's it's not quality. I mean. It, how like, much again, money I want to remind you, I never, I never gave a judgment on his quality. I never gave a judgment on his quality because I haven't seen the movie. What'd you say? I said, I said What'd that the say? amount of money that it makes does not equate does not to, equate how, good to how good it is. But yes. I myself did not tell After you After the first good or week, not. yes. And there's numbers that can prove it. Would you like me to pull up some numbers? Is that <laughs> you're, fair? Because the thing is, you're off, there's numbers you're to off prove the it. base. Because no, I'm not off the base. If we're saying that those numbers don't relate 
to the quality, then it doesn't right. matter what numbers you give us. We're still saying right. that we, it doesn't relate so you to can, the quality. <laughs> you can pull up reviews based on those numbers. If the movies were reviewed, usually the numbers directly correlate to a really good reviewed movie. That's how the numbers go. There's never been a, a really bad reviewed movie, fan-wise or critic-wise, that did so much money. That's usually that's a, a not true though. So give me an example. Give me an example. So we said Spider-Man No Way Home wasn't good. It was 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audience score was a 98%. Oh my gosh. You not Do you have it. another one? Spider-Man 3. No the, Way No Way Home. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3 made more money than the first and second Spider-Man movie because the first two movies were popular. The, so what are we what, are, what, what is that? But the third movie is right. generally considered to be very bad. Right. So Spider-Man 3, you want to look up that one? Go ahead and look up how much money Spider-Man 3 made. Okay. And then no, people's uh, perception of uh, how good okay. Spider-Man 3 was. So we'll if, take a if that's, look at that. If that's the road you want to go down. Spider-Man. Because it, it's kind of like, I don't know why we have to go back and forth on this, honestly. <laughs> Things don't have to be good to be popular. Like, that's the thing. That is how a studio judges... How good about a movie studios, was. Really? That's what I'm talking about. So you tell but me why? something. You're the only person but talking why? about yeah, that. Why are you because talking you about say, that? Once again, to your point, you said uh, how much money a movie made does not signify how popular or how good the movie was. And I said, uh -huh. studio-wise, no, that that's how it is judged. A studio determines how popular or how good a movie was based on how much money it's made. And you um, cannot tell me the fact that it that, that's not how it's determined. We never said that it doesn't determine how popular it is. We said it doesn't That's determine what Sigma the quality. Sigma we, we said how good, it, no, how good it is or how popular it is. How good it is or how popular it is. What'd you say, Sigma? What'd you say? That's what I'm trying to say. No, you said how six, good six, the movie was. So I said the studios determine how good a movie is based on how much money it is. And if you check... <laughs> Most movies that are very well are that are good. They make a lot of money because there is no steep drop off after opening weekend. Most movies I, like the, the point. Are, the point that you're making, Jeff, is different than the point that we're arguing. So, like, if if we're not going to come to a consensus on what we're even talking about, then we can't go back and forth. So, what 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 point are you arguing? I'm, I'm going to say it again, and I hope <laughs> I hope that we we all just are on the same page. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that the amount of money that a movie brings in when it's released in theaters. Mm -hmm. is not a representation of that movie's quality. A bad movie can make a lot of money, just like a good movie can make a little bit of money. Those are two separate on open, things. On open hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. One second, one second, one second. Mm -hmm. hold on. I understand what you're saying in that a studio, the business behind a movie, will mm -hmm. say that a movie is a success because it made a lot of money. That has nothing to do with the audience's reception of that movie's quality. That's okay. what I'm saying. So, counterpoint. So you're saying that when that movie comes out, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say Mario movie came out and it was horrible. Mm -hmm. Everybody went to see it when it first came out. First mm -hmm. weekend they went to see it. Mm -hmm. Next weekend, word got out, reviews got out. If it was still bad, would that weekend still have been as high as the first weekend? So it, in this scenario, you're saying that because reviewers said the movie is bad, people i just audience reviewers let's say it was just a bad movie all around audience fan fan wise critic wise it was a bad movie mm -hmm. opening weekend everybody went to see it next weekend will those numbers be as high as the opening weekend what i'm saying is in this very particular case because in most cases yes, yes hold on let me, let me let me finish my answer in most cases okay. what you're saying is correct bad word of mouth is going to decrease those numbers over time bad review right. is going to decrease those numbers over time right what i'm saying wait, wait go back. before you so okay, so 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 to to the point, 
You're saying most movies you can't judge that by. You're saying Mario is the exception. So most circumstances, that scenario would apply. Correct or, correct or, or no? The scenario you're describing, yes. Yes. But the scenario exactly. we're describing is not what that's, you were just talking that's about. The, that's what you're talking about. They were talking about it's movies not. in Why general. Why are you telling me what I'm talking about? <laughs> you were talking about, show. You were we talking about the Mario movie, about. right? You were right, talking we, about I'm, the Mario I'm, movie. All right, we have to move one on. One quick point. I'm sorry. All right, one quick point. Go, you, okay, said the Mario, yeah. you said the Mario movie, right? Uh-huh. That was your point. Blue said the Nightmare Before Christmas movie. Correct. Mm-hmm. So I was and that, would, that, would the Mario exception apply to apply to the Nightmare Before Christmas? No. Okay. Not at all. That's, so that's original... what I'm saying. So Mario is the exception, not the rule. But again, so for the, mo- the, for the most popularity. part, so for the most part, a movie can be judged based on how much money it's made. No. Determine how no, because that's a different like argument. It. No, because that's gonna, a different. Okay, argument. okay, it's well, true. You just you just stated agree, it. Let's agree to disagree. Yeah, we, we have that? to we have to move on because this is going move on. Way, let's move on. Way too long, and I, I apologize, guys. Uh, but this no, is what they're, happens. They're, you know, different different they, mindsets, different points. Come to your own conclusions based on the information presented. We're going to move on to our first topic. Um, which is the writer's strike. First topic. <laughs> <our> first topic. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and try and um, we'll, we'll try to get through this very, relatively quickly. Uh, but there is you a want lot. To put a to timer. That. I'll put a timer. Everyone gets five minutes. Let's go. <laughs> Everyone gets five minutes. Chop, but chop. We'll, but the, the gist <laughs> of uh, the whole writer's strike situation is apparently uh, the WGA, the Writers Guild of America, um, is kind of fed up with Hollywood and the residuals and payments that they are getting and treatment that they're getting in general in regards to. Um, writing new projects and there's more tv and movies and etc than ever before thanks to streaming services yet the old ways of paying writers based on like residuals um uh, syndication on television dvd sales and whatnot they basically get residual checks that pay for them to you know find new work and you know study under other writers and whatnot none of that comes through when all this content is made for new streaming services because those contracts literally have never been done before so like they're trying to basically get streaming services added as a way to get residual income. But in addition, there's also a lot of issues where in general, the studios have uh, been cutting down on writers. Like they, they hire less writers. They hire writers for what they call now gig-like work. Whereas um, mm-hmm. instead of hiring them for the entirety of a show, they hire them for like maybe a couple episodes or to write a treatment and then they let them go um, after the fact. And it's become kind of untenable for a lot of writers. Like no newer writers are not able to spend enough time on shows doing show writing in order to learn how to do show writing for like future shows and become seasoned in it. And it's become kind of a crisis. So uh, it's reached a tipping point. They've uh, decided to strike. Um, and as of now, they've been on strike for, I want to say, uh, four days or so, four or five days. Um, and a lot of the shows that um, are going to be finishing up, probably you won't see the re- results of this probably until like the next batch of shows come out. Uh, but uh, we we got a story that said that the Rings of Power season two is essentially going to finish its last couple of shoots uh, amid the writer strike. And there are some caveats to that, which I'll, I'll mention just now before I let you guys uh, dive into this, is that the uh, the writers and showrunners knew that they were planning to strike and they did leave sort of a roadmap for them in case they would strike. So that, that's kind of what they're working off. But again, because there are no active writers while they do this this shooting... If something were to go wrong or if something needs to be rewritten, they don't have an avenue to do that. So we may see a very different season two of Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, if that was a show that you were into. Um, so I'll open this up to the floor. Like, what are you guys' opinions on um, kind of the situation? Like, I- I'm assuming we all are siding with the writers. Like, I-, I don't think that has to be a, a back and forth. <laughs> 
I wouldn't assume because of what we've been hearing today. I'm not assuming nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, may I? Um, I'll go first. So mm-hmm. you've seen something similar with Ow. um the uh, Scarlett Johansson situation where she sued Disney for um for uh was it fifty million dollars due to the uh, yes. the streaming clause to where she was supposed to get paid a certain amount of money. Uh, based on how well the movie did in theaters, but then eventually it didn't go to theaters. It just came. I think it was a simultaneous release between streaming and um, the theaters. Um, and then we saw another thing most recently from EA, where a guy who was working, um, who left them, who said, uh, I think uh, a lot of the writers who were working on Dragon Age Inquisition weren't paid fairly. They were the uh, hired same thing. Yeah, the game. Um, they were hired for like certain gigs, and they're pretty much the culture of writing was pretty much bot- the bottom of everything else. Writing was the last thing. It was pretty much, and I'll, and I'll find the story in IG and I'll, I'll post it. I saw it. Um, I, I just think writing in this day and age with stories are some of the most important things about the movie, um, aside from, you know, obviously the action and, and all that stuff, where writers should be paid fairly based on the work that they do. Um, you have actors who, you know, get paid based on how well the movie does, how much money it makes. They get paid based on that. Writers get, like we've seen in the past, where um, they get a flat fee and that's kind of it. Um, and then they're pretty much on to the next job where a movie's been a billion dollar movie and their paycheck was whatever it was <laughs> when they first got it. Yeah, essentially they're not being treated Fairly and like as technology changes, um, the the methods for getting payment change, and studios are are willfully kind of trying to leave people out. Actors, like you said, in Scarlett Johansson situation, but writers as well, because that's all money that would need to kind of come from the the profits, and they kind of want to hold on to that. But um, yeah. What anybody else want to weigh in? Um, so we lose blue. We did. Um, All right, yeah, go ahead. So Kat, for, see if, if he pops back in. So for me, um, it kind of reminds me, well, it really is just a, like so many quality shows are going to be affected by this because obviously, for example, the perfect example of a show that should have been in the, one of the best TV shows of all time was Heroes back in like 2008, oh, 2009. Yes. yes. And how writer strike hit that Heroes, yeah. show, like the first season alone is goaded to me. Like that was such a great show. And then the writer strike happened. And then the following seasons were just complete trash to me. Um, another example is about how I think undermined and unappreciated writers are is SpongeBob. And this is a very interesting, um, so Steven Hillenburg is actually the creator of SpongeBob SquarePants and he was actually, his degree was actually marine biology. So um, he wrote, and I, I think I, tw- I tweeted about this about, I want to say about a week ago. He actually wrote the first SpongeBob movie to be the end of SpongeBob. Like after the first movie, he didn't want any more seasons. He didn't want any spinoffs. He didn't want nothing. But obviously because SpongeBob became so popular, Nickelodeon was like, no, we're not, we're going to keep going. Uh-huh. So Steven Hillenburg actually stepped down as the showrunner of SpongeBob SquarePants after season three. And if you go back and look, the quality of SpongeBob SquarePants after season three dropped dramatically. Yeah. So obviously it's still, they're like on, I think it's like the 18th season of SpongeBob. 
Like, obviously, it's proven extremely popular, but the quality of it has just decreased significantly. It's not a good... Basically, I think it's the nostalgia that's keeping SpongeBob going. The quality of it is just not there anymore. But as far as the strike, I think it's... I've always said this, like, when people, they say, oh, if, well, if the writers leave, we can just replace them with someone, right? Like, when people say uh, people are expendable. AI, which is a thing that... Yeah, I up. think... In the physical sense, are people expendable? Absolutely. But I'll always say this. People may be expendable in the physical sense, but the quality of the work they put is not expendable. You can write someone, you can have an amazing writer for a show. They say, you know what? I should be paid what I'm worth. And you say, you know what? You can go. We're going to get someone else. Just because you bring someone else in, it doesn't mean that they're going to put out the same type of content that that other writer was giving you. So physically, is that person expendable? Absolutely. But the quality that they bring to whatever they're doing is not. Um... And that that transcends. That's not even just specific to this, but that's anyone in any t- in any line of work. Um, so I think I was on Twitter. There's some writers that were tweeting like the checks or the residuals that they were getting for some of these streaming platforms. And there was a, a writer. She was a writer, I think, on all the seasons for Jane the Virgin. Mm-hmm. And she received a residual check and it was literally three cents. A residual check for three cents and then and people were like other writers were tweeting like what they were getting one girl was like oh yeah i got two i got one check for 15 cents another one for 31 cents off of like if it's not for these writers it doesn't matter if you have a good cinematographer it doesn't matter if you have a good costume director it doesn't matter if you have a good composer without their writing that stuff can't come to life and i don't understand why it's kind of like how i feel about teachers teachers are teachers are the most important job that anyone could ever have they're the ones yeah, they're doctors lawyers kind of taken for granted um, yeah coach coaches of sports co- coaches anyone who has a position of teaching like that is one of the most important jobs other than being a parent on this planet so it's just kind of like without writers this stuff can't come to life we won't see the things that we see on screen the cool costumes the 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 music like you know all this stuff is just all encompassing everything's important everything everyone has a moving piece right and i think that writers lay that foundation for everything else if i'm if i'm making any sense at all Uh, um yeah you're hitting a nail on the head so um for them not to be compensated in the way that they should be i think it's ridiculous but i think obviously the the i call them the hollywood fat cats um what for them you know obviously it's like these are multi-billion dollar studios and you know stations it's just like oh if the show doesn't work out we just replace it put another one in its place and that's i guess that's what their mindset is but for me my friend actually had this discussion a few days ago i just don't understand why the concept of you treat your employees well their output's gonna be good like i don't understand why it's like treating your workers well why that's such a hard concept it, and when you really come down to it it really just is about being greedy yeah 100 percent. that's 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 all it is like 100 hey if i if i'm taking care of my employees and i'm giving what they need to do their job and i'm and compensating them well why wouldn't they put out their best quality of work but it it really just comes down to them being greedy there's, they can never have an, they can never have enough money that's yeah, that's that, why that I feel is like the, it is. That is legitimately the root yeah. of this issue. Be- Go ahead, Blue. Yeah, because you know, there's there's it's one thing to make profits, and it's another thing to strive for increased profits every year, and that's the problem. You know, that's, that's the um, mantra of corporate corporations. Period. Yeah, yeah. You don't need the best quality of anything to sell. That's exactly. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So I I think it's you know. I see you, Wraithbone. You know, we're making $50 million a year off of XYZ. You know what? Let's give them raises. Let's do this. But no, 
we want to make a hundred million dollars a year and keep their pay keep their pay the same. Like making more money simply just isn't enough. If that makes any sense, like no, it is. I can that, make a hundred. I, I can make a hundred million dollars, but I want it to be my hundred million dollars. I can't compensate the people that help me get there or take care of the people that obviously help me make that hundred million dollars. They can continue to get paid what they get paid. And I'm just going to continue to make my profits without taking care of those people. And I just don't understand why that's such a hard concept for people to understand that when you take care of people, when you truly sincerely take care of people, more times than not, they're going to take care of you. So uh, that's real, my little spiel. Real thing. quick, I want to throw in what Lampy's uh, throwing in, uh, in the chat here. It says, as a counterpoint, uh, how much were they paid to write the script to begin with? And why should writers get residuals when people like VFX artists, editors, set designers, audio engineers don't? Um, I would counter that by saying yep. they should like well, that they should also be compensated fairly for their work just like the writers shouldn't be an if them then why not them like all of yeah, them should um, of adam them. conover uh one of my favorite like uh media personalities of like the last 10 years uh he's currently one of the board members of the wga uh he's out on the picket line uh striking with everyone he's from uh, adam ruins everything that old true tv uh series yeah. Um, he specifically said that the amount of money that they're like asking for in terms of uh, solving some of the situations uh, that they are complaining about is the exact amount of money that David Zasloff took home just last year. Mm. Like the CEO Jeez. of WB Discovery, the amount of money he took home in a single year is what they need to kind of cover all of their expenses. And like that's the root of the problem is that the executives, uh, the shareholders and whatnot, they need or they expect so much um profit on top of all the the work that gets done and they they do anything to get it the reason why all these big tech companies video games movies tv they've had tons and tons of layoffs this past year is not because they made less money like they all made profits it's because they need to make more profit they need to they need to stave off the possibility that they won't make as much profit the next time so they're preemptively cutting a bunch of stuff that they know is the easiest way to kind of save that money. And that just sucks because everything's going to suffer for it. Like everything's yep. being done with less manpower. And in this situation, the writers have banded together because they have a union to strike, to force them to do it. And the, the last time they did this in 2007, like Kat mentioned during uh, when Heroes basically went to Heroes. show. Um, if, I, if I remember correctly, I don't think they even got what they wanted out of it. Like I think the strike ended kind of in a failure. Like they ended up going back to work and they didn't... Um, they didn't actually get the goals met. So like mm -hmm. in this situation, they're striking again. Who knows how long this is going to last? Who knows how many different shows will be affected? Because Heroes was never the same after this. Uh, really and that, that started out fantastic. Like there's a lot of shows. Because like we said, there's more TV on and more movies and whatever based on our particular interests. Stuff that folks have clung on to and are like very excited for that are probably going to be affected by this in the near future. And like it's... It's possible like that this renaissance of kind of nerd culture could come to a screeching halt because the writers won't write it anymore. Like all that stuff will just go away. But the question is also like if they know the status quo is kind of change where they get paid for if this was on TV ratings or whatever, if that's kind of change, don't you think you should reformat it to establish another way where they could earn their money instead of just, oh, well, that, you know, that that's doesn't, the way it's always been done. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. And and I think that's those are the demands that the WGA has, and the fact that they won't just like hear them out, like they have to strike in order to get them to do anything about it, is is just 
it's a symptom of corporate greed. Like unless they're forced to, because and, and the thing is, the fact that they let them strike is because they that's how little they think of them. They're like, we don't need writers. Are you kidding me? Like all these, uh, like we can put together a production. We can yeah. use AI. We can blah 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 blah. We'll get the shows out. The people will still watch it. No one cares. The writers will come crawling back. Like that's how they feel. There was an article um, about how I'm not sure what movie it was for or what show, but they were going. And as a writer, I would take great offense to this. They were going to finish a script using AI, and then when the writer strike stopped, they were going to have the writers come back and revise it. Like for me personally. I would take offense to that as a writer. Like I wasn't good enough to write the script when I was asking to be compensated how I felt like I should, but you're going to use an AI and then ask me to come back behind the AI and fix the script. Absolutely not. Like for me personally, I would take offense to that. Like, I think Mm -hmm. it's, it downplays, it downplays and it low key degrades exactly Mm -hmm. their worth and what their quality of, you know, no writer's mind is the same. And I think, you know, AI is just, algorithms and numbers and probabilities and other things so i think to doubt to them to me to know i honestly think it's demeaning to the writers um to the people that are a part of the wga as a consumer of media i think that like you said why can't all these people be compensated how they should be sound effects um cinematography um all these why can't they be compensated better why does it have to stop simply with the writers and like you said i think it goes back to corporate greed you know instead of you know instead of me personally taking home as an executive 50 million dollars a year how about i kind of you know i think i'll be okay with 20 million dollars this year coming to my pay coming to my bank account 20 million dollars is enough to last someone an entire lifetime but you have to be greedy and take home 50 million and then again i'm not in that i'm not in that in that uh, scope of business, I've never been a business yeah, like, person. Please, like, let's let's look at this from the multimillionaire perspective. Yeah, right? like let's like I, I'm not. How am I going to pay for my second yacht if I don't take <laughs> exactly, home exactly? Million but I think as someone, and you would think in your head like, if I want to make money, I should keep my employees happy so I can keep making more money. Like I think hopefully this strike is something where they just i hope i you know obviously these people have to make a living like they have to that's Mm. that's their livelihood that's their bread and butter but i pray and i hope that these people get compensated the way they should be and i hope they don't let up i hope they just we're gonna stick it to them bad this time and you know i support them and there's actually i'll drop it in the discord there's actually um a fund that you can donate to the wga like Mm. you can donate to them Uh, yeah if if anyone's feeling uh, yeah, generous. Generous. Yeah, go I ahead think and, it's and drop the link, and I'll put it in the uh, stream chat. For, for people to like the fact that we're on your podcast, so many of the things that we do, or we play, or we read, is because of writers, because of people, illustrators, and writers. So I think, you know, I guess I am a little passionate about this. Like I hate seeing good people not get what they deserve, or I hate seeing people be disrespected in ways people and like i kind of had a situation i was at the store the other day and i was between these two this was yesterday actually i was between two people and i was in the middle and both customers on each side were being extremely rude to the cashiers and it was really starting to irritate me and it kind of just goes back to like why is it so hard to just treat people good why is it so hard to just give people what they deserve so um that's my little i'll hop off my soapbox for now but that's just kind of how i feel about the whole wga strike thing going on no well said uh, any any final thoughts on the situation before we move on? Uh, no, y'all y'all covered it. I'm not even gonna jump in. It's it's um it's pretty clear cut. Pay pay people what you owe them. 
um, you need to uh, value intellectual work way more than you have. That's where we at. Uh, real quick, I just want to read a couple of chats that were on this topic here. Uh, Tyrell yeah. Seven says, uh, "We have all most likely played a game or seen a movie that looks slash played good." but has a two out of 10 story, so you abandon it. And for me, story is always key to any media I consume, and the prospect that an AI will create what a 30 to 40 to 50 year old human life experience has created is a bit concerning. Um, it won't make an AI create a story bad, it's just, uh, it'll be detached from something very important in my opinion, which is a good point. Yeah, like, I, I, well I don't said. want stories written by AIs, <laughs> like just in general. One thing, the only pushback I have on that comment, the only pushback mm -hmm. is <laughs> Monster Hunter, has one of the worst stories I've ever played. I I love stories and I I hate Monster Hunter's story. Okay, but I will play that game like there's no tomorrow. So I will say games are a little bit different in that aspect. Mm -hmm. But I understand the overall point, Tyrell, and I'm I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> uh, and, but I've definitely seen some games where I'm like, I don't care about the story, but this gameplay is fire. <laughs> uh, and Lampy finishing uh, his earlier point says, uh, my point is that residuals is an old way of deferring payments. Pay people upfront for the work they create and get rid of residuals. Residuals act as a way for someone to keep making money on something they wrote maybe 10 to 15 years ago because it's syndicated. Uh, and yeah, it is an old system, but... Um, I don't know, like it, it doesn't feel that dissimilar from streaming services because if you do write a thing and it airs in one place, once it comes to a streaming service and then that streaming service sends it to another streaming service, why shouldn't you? Because all that be is a paid. part like, of that no, success. Yeah, it's not free. Yeah. Like those services pay to get that content. Yeah. So, like, if you well, made music it, you too. should get something from it. If somebody writes a song, even if they didn't perform it, they usually get residuals every time that song is played or whatever it is. Yeah, so, because like that's their work. That's yeah. and mainly because money's being made off it. Like that's the right. that's the main thing. Like if if your creative work goes someplace and a bunch of other people are paying money or getting paid for it, you should see some part of that as the as a person who helped create it. That's I think that's just fair. I think media or when it comes to media, that's, you know, in other um, lines of work that may not apply. But when it comes to media, like you said, you know, my my work is constantly being shared over and over and over and over and over again. So while other people are receiving a profit from that, why shouldn't I? And that and I think that's why it kind of when it comes to Hollywood or, you know, just media production, that's just one of those lines of work where that that's needed or that's you know i should be seeing some type of residual or some type of royalty based off of my work being shared constantly and over and over and over again yeah like you know net whether it's netflix peacock hulu we're gonna pay um them 40 just it's just a number 40 million dollars so we can keep the streaming rights or whatever why shouldn't i receive any type of profit off that because you're you just paid the company that i worked for to stream my something that I worked on. Like for me, I just think that, um, what's that term? If one person eats, we should all eat. Like, I just don't understand why that's such a hard concept for people to understand other than the fact that people are simply just greedy. Yeah, it's greedy. It's greediness. Um, but we'll wrap up this conversation here. Um, we are f way over time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have any comments. I don't have any comments about the second subject. So y'all can go. I just want to say we, we may want to table this till next week. Because okay. the, the Phil Spencer thing is actually like kind of a big deal. Like this interview that talks about like all of Xbox's uh, kind of shortfallings, or whatever, it's something I desperately do want to talk about. Uh, but we did <laughs> go significantly over time. So I apologize if anyone was looking forward to this particular discussion. Um, but um, I'll, 
it'll be on the on the topic list uh, for next week, uh, and we'll we'll try to get some thoughts on it. Um, outside of that, though, um, we'll we'll go ahead and wrap up. Uh, Blue, do you have anything coming up that folks can check out? Um, no. But you can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> um, I have been tweeting a little bit more lately. Uh, hit me up, B-L-U-B-0-N-E-S. You already know what time it is. Nice. Superman Jeff, what do you have coming up that folks can check out? Where can they find you? Uh, this week, nothing. Uh, at the little guy's birthday, so get the cake oh, nice. and stuff. Oh, yay! Hey, there you go. So no, 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 no streams this week. So, But um, stay tuned to next week. Nice. Yo, Kina Cat, where can folks find you? What do you have going on? Nick? They can find me on Twitter at the same. I don't know where my little thing is. It's right there in the right hand corner, right? right there. Um, <laughs> like, they can find. Yeah, like, yeah right there. So they can find me um, on Twitter. It's the same on Instagram as well. I've been posting a little bit on Instagram. Uh, Blue gave me a Philip J. Fry squinty eye because he saw my name pop up and he's like, "Is this you?" <laughs> there's like, there's like yes. no, there's like no posts on it because I haven't really. I usually just post to my story um so uh i was like yep that's me um you can catch me in the discord as always um i'm really going to try and um do some tekken grinding this week um i usually don't play a lot of video games during the week but this week i think i'm gonna make an exception um and really just try to because tekken 8 comes out i believe they've been doing a lot of the character reveals um, so Tekken 8 comes out, I think at the beginning of next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I've noticed a, a uptick in a lot of people playing online for Tekken 7. Um, I think people are starting to get like interested in Tekken again, so which is really exciting. Um, which means there's more opportunities for me to, I'm going to try before Tekken 8 comes out, I'm going to try to make Tekken God. So, get it. um, and then there's a dojo, I think. So the way it works, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go offline but there's a the way it works for tekken uh competitive esports is you have like local dojos like a tournament like Mm -hmm. an in-person tournament and then based off of that you your rankings get added to like the esports tekken esports uh, website so i'm i think there's one gonna be one in dallas so i think i'm actually gonna try to sign up for an in-person competitive yeah um so but anywho that's that's about it thank you that's about all you can find me in the discord as always open party (laughs) Nice. Uh, as for me, Sigma Gears 9 on Twitch and Twitter. Um, you should now be able to find this podcast on Amazon uh, Music Services. Ooh. So you can, if you have an Alexa, you can be like, hey, Alexa, play the latest episode of The Sigma Show. And it, it'll probably do that. So give that a shot <laughs> at some point. Um, but outside of that, um, don't have anything uh, new drop in. Uh, I did ed- help uh, edit Darren Mooney's review of Guardians 3. Uh, that's on the site. So you can uh, check that out. But uh, all the regular streams that I usually do on the Escapist should pop up at some point. So keep an eye out for that stuff. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, sorry it ran a little long. We will be back with the Redfall stuff uh, and the Phil Spencer stuff next week. Um, but until then, take care. We'll see you all next time. Bye.